Brother, 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 brother. Brother, brother, Yeah, what's going on, man? Nothing. Just chilling, man. Yeah. Chilling. Uh, how's, how's, how's the grind? How's the grind been? Been all right. Just, you know, so much to do and so little time and not enough time in the day and all of the above. Yo, what happened? What happened to the ground, man? You had you had you had, you had picks coming. You had picks coming through daily. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, I, the, that's the thing about it is that I'm just still just figuring out things and experimenting and playing around with things, and you know, so I have I have things lined up. Mm-hmm. It's just you know, just trying to just figure things out with my art. You know. Yeah. Like, what's like what's like the challenge? The challenge is an example of a challenge is, huh? Is it or give me an example of a challenge? Maybe that's a better way to put it. The challenge is, is, uh, is figuring out what what I want to actually do. Like part of it is is doing what other people think, um, what other people would like or what other people would kind of expect or whatever, and then doing what what I want to do and like you know and the battle is okay doing some of the things that i want to do that i like may not necessarily be what other people may like kind of thing all right so give me an example of something that you like to do and then give me an example of something that other people want you to do um so for example one thing that i know would would probably do really well is like sports 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 pictures sports paintings um, you know, there's a whole genre that, that people would like and people would kind of cling to. Um, but then part of that is the, the problem comes where, where it's hard using people's pictures that aren't necessarily mine kind of thing. Mm-hmm. There's a huge thing with that in terms of using photography pictures and then trying to, um, paint them and then kind of get them off as your, as your own kind of thing. Even though I recreated this thing into my own piece of art, it, it's still, it's still, still considered like copyright or like infringement or what, what is the, it's, I guess it's one of those things that if, if you got the money to enforce it, then yeah, you can, you know, go after it. But so at the same time, it's, it's not necessarily, I guess my voice kind of thing. It's not, I'm not the one who came up with the idea created. I just saw that recreated it to my own thing and and kind of made it my own so there's there's dealing with that kind of thing where it's like okay you know you get a lot of inspiration off of photography pictures and then you're like oh that'd be awesome painting but you know can't necessarily do that and then there's aspect where i'm a photographer myself i can go and take a whole bunch of pictures on my own and i've been playing a lot with um uh doing a lot of like night photography street photography and playing with the the car lights and like a long exposure photography where it's like okay you, the shutter is open for a while and it gets those streaks of cars or whatever and then painting something like that mm-hmm. and i mean right now i'm just trying to figure out what like what's my voice like what do i want to say with with my art and a lot of it has been playing off of the fact of like light and and darkness and um and essentially having hope when someone sees my painting kind of thing. So, um, so some of the, the aspects of, you know, doing street photography can kind of play off of that light, but 
sports stuff isn't necessarily dealing with that. It's either you like the sport that that's painted or you don't like the sport and moving on. Kind or of the thing. person or whatever. Like you or the paint, person. Yeah. Paint, yeah. Like, yeah. But like, I had like this Hall of Fame class, for example. Yeah. Like you paint yeah. Hall of Fame class type of thing. And, yeah. Like I yeah. had Michael Jordan that I wanted to do because I was like, yeah, Michael Jordan. Every, who doesn't like Michael Jordan? Well, there's going to be people who don't, but the majority of people do. don't necessarily, who don't even necessarily like basketball may like Michael Jordan just for what he's done, you know? So that's the challenge. Like, it's just, but that's the thing about it. It's like, you know, and you and I always talk about, you know, 10 being the magic number. When, when I break it down and I look at it from a large scale thing, it's like, okay, I did track and field for how many years? Oh, you know, 15 years, you know, technically this is my first full year as a professional artist like this is year one for me so i i i know that's going to take a lot for my art to evolve and for me to evolve as, and and it's not something that you know i necessarily want to rush like it's going to take time and if i look at it from you know year three or four when i look back to this point i'm gonna be like dang you know like this is where i was at kind of thing but it, it you know it's just starting off and 10 years is you know a long time but it's gonna evolve and continue to grow and you know so okay well i guess we'll we'll we'll, we'll, we'll backpedal a little bit so obviously you know you're doing the art stuff now but in terms of like getting to this point so what did you so the listeners know what did you uh study in school i studied uh health and fitness so you go to school for health and fitness what made you go that route <laughs> because it was the athlete thing to do you know it was one of those things I started I didn't necessarily know what I wanted to do yeah you know and then you kind of get did, did some, anything artistic cross your mind at any point coming out of high school no no yeah. no nothing no like I, yeah I, no I don't think anything artistically kind of crossed because I wasn't I wasn't really doing a lot of the design stuff that I started doing while I was at school. Yeah. And it only started doing it because we started doing businesses and we needed to know how to do some of these things. I think, I can't even remember. I think I, I always had an interest in it, but I just never really went after it. And like we say interest in it, you mean like art and painting and that yeah. kind of stuff? Well, yeah, no, not even, not even art. Like, was like that was more design. like graphic design. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And even that as an element would have been, something that I would have been more, um, more intrigued on doing, but it was one of those things where you almost feel like you got rushed into declaring a major and uh, another big thing that was my fault and, and almost part of my, my uh, advisor as well was like, okay, well let's kind of just start taking some of the classes that you think you want to do as opposed to just taking all my uh, general, the general, yeah, general, the general classes. And that was huge because by my, by my junior year, even the start of my junior year, is when I realized that I wanted to change. You're too deep. And yeah, I was way too deep into taking all of my, you know, health and fitness classes. So it was next to impossible. And they're like, okay, well, you're going to take like 18 hours and stay a fifth year. And I'm like, I ain't doing that. I'm, yeah. I'm not flipping staying another another year for this, you know? So I just, you know, took my degree and said, you know, okay, well, I can teach myself how to do everything. Like I could teach myself essentially how to do it Okay, all. so two questions then. If you could go back, because I think this is important because I think a lot of athletes, that's something they want to do. 
And it's like how, how many people switch when they're in college or they want to switch or whatever the case is. So if you could go back, would you have done a fifth year and switch? <laughs> That's a good question. Um, probably not because I, I, I think I was doing what I needed to do to just get by, first yeah. of all, with my degree. Like, I wasn't necessarily... You were truly studying. applying yourself and like... Yeah, yeah I wasn't. I wasn't. I was doing more, and that was how I realized that I needed to switch because I was doing more graphic design stuff than I was studying for my own tests and all that kind of stuff. I was doing what I what I needed to do to pass, and and that's it. So if 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 I would have switched, and I and I just I just didn't like I didn't like the school environment. Period. Like mm-hmm. I liked being in there and being in the city and training and all that kind of stuff. But I wanted to be done with school. Like mm-hmm. I wanted to just get my give me my degree and yeah, just let me be done. You know. Yeah. All right, man. There's so many. Uh, there's so many funny things we can talk about. Because okay, so then I guess, and I don't even really know this. Cause I've never really had this conversation with you. And I think now that we both have kids, we're older. We think about it a little bit more, and we've talked about you know the like homeschooling kids and those type of things and. So when you look back on your time going through like school, like high school and younger, what do you think was wrong with the school system in terms of creativity and art and feeding that side of people? I know. I think it gets pushed out very quickly. I mean, it's one of those things that as a kid, that's what we generally start doing. You give a, a kid a crayon, a pencil and uh, some paper and some paint and they and start and they create whatever. And in their mind, that is whatever it is. I draw a turtle and it may look like something else, but in their head, that's what a turtle is. And, and then as you grow older, it kind of gets pushed out of that. You can create anything that you want it to be, or you can, um, you know, make do of whatever of the tools that you have, you know, and then you get pushed into, um, you know, okay, well, what are some legitimate jobs kind of thing that you can, um, you know, make a living off of. And I think a big part of it was that like someone, something like art and painting, you can't make a living off of, you gotta, you know, get a real job, like, you know, a lawyer, a doctor, uh, and, and, and I think growing up, you know, our parents never said that to us. They never said, okay, well you gotta be, you know, a lawyer. The first thing they said was, "If you want to go to school, you better get a scholarship." Get that scholarship, because we're not paying for it. And <laughs> and and you know, and that was one of the biggest things. But they never told us that we couldn't do whatever it was that we wanted to do, mm-hmm. um, or that we had to get a real job, like you know, whatever. So um, we were fortunate in that aspect because a lot of kids growing up, they're told that they they got to do that. And this day and age, it, it's like, you know. If if a kid is you know kids are making money off of social media now just curating curating things. I'm sure you've heard Gary Vee talk about this, but when you ask kids now what they want to be when they grow up, yeah, now, YouTuber. They, they want to be influencers, yeah, YouTuber, yeah. YouTube, YouTuber, yeah, hold yeah. an Instagram page, yeah, and 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 it's more possible now than ever. And kids make you know money off of that. They're making thousands and thousands of dollars off of that well, and it's well more- I, I always said this though could you imagine when we ran track in high school if we had like instagram because I'm, I'm seeing like kids who are like stars in high school coming out yeah. of high school eighty thousand two hundred thousand yeah. like, especially like basketball and football and stuff i know they're coming out 
with yeah. just crazy amounts of followers. Yeah. And I mean, a huge part of that is the, is the fact that it's like, okay, you know, like that, that, uh, Zion basketball. Yeah. Kid. Yeah. Yeah. He's a good like, example. Yeah. Cause you know, people have their cameras at oh, games yeah. record these little clips. Like, yeah, I can only imagine the fact that it's like that, that high school race from me and Afsa, mm-hmm. you know, I have one, one clip of it that I don't even know where it is, but the fact that I, I, if I had that on tape and that went to highlight reels or whatever, mm-hmm. that, yeah, you can only imagine that doing that and then football and all these kind of things, the highlights and stuff that we created, how we tore kids up and ran circles around them on, you know, the field and stuff like that. Of course. Yeah. It would be blowing up people, you know, it'd be blowing up. Now that I mind the fact that the way that we record, started recording things for like cover ground and all that, like our video skills were pretty we're pretty decent at mm-hmm. that time yeah, that like time. you know yeah, for sure but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a different age now man it, completely yeah and like okay so then all right so I'll, I'll ask you this then when what would be your advice or no no i, I won't even say that it, it, now knowing what you know now because this is i feel like what the challenge is right you got a, a scholarship to run track in college mm-hmm. so that's not necessary, and obviously it's depending on the school you go to, but that's not necessarily the best route for an artist to go. So going back to high school now, you what would you do differently knowing that you want to end up doing the painting and the art stuff that you're doing now? What would you have done? What would I have done differently in high school? No, well, what would you have done differently for college-wise? Like, would you, is it, was there something at TCU that you could have taken art-wise? Like, oh, yeah, there was... I'm saying, like, what does an artist do? Like, what does someone who is a- an athlete, they're good at sports, but at the same time, they don't want to go to school to study the traditional, typical things people study. They, are, they do want to do something more on the, the art side of things. Um, yeah, like, what do you say to that person? What would you have done at that time? Sorry, one more thing. If, if they're not going to school. No, they could be going to school. Like, it, it, like or would you have not, gone, have not, not have gone to school? That's what I'm asking. Like, if, well... No, okay. like, you know, I'm saying knowing what you know now. At the time when you were coming out of high school, you didn't know that you wanted to that you yeah. wanted to do art. But now I'm saying if you went back to high school, knowing what you know now, what would you have done? What would you have taken? Would you have done graphic design or would you have done would you have tried to get like an art major if they have that? Well, yeah, okay, yeah. So TCU did have uh, a fine arts oh, they did have one. Um, degree and they had a graphic design degree. Yeah. They actually just added the fine arts while I was at school. Like oh, it was like, yeah, I think maybe my second year was the first year that they started doing or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I, I, th- I still would have went to school because I think, you know, and it, and it was off of a scholarship. So it's like, okay, it's a free degree. You know, I'm not going to turn that down. But in terms of doing what I wanted to do, I probably would have done the graphic design degree because even elements of that, I still play into like my life today kind of thing. Like I, I'm always doing stuff with graphic design. It's and a very good skill to have. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like so versatile that it's like, you know, you're always using. So that's something that I would have. And there's still stuff that I don't know how to do now that I'm like, okay, do I have the time to kind of spend to learn this new thing, like I can do it, but it, it it takes a lot more time that I don't necessarily have now than I did when I was in school and spending it on learning a bunch of stuff. So I would, I would have taken the graphic design uh, degree from the start because even coming out of school, you know, jobs start pretty well, you know, from just having a graphic design degree. And there's so many different things that people 
Um, maybe back then it wasn't as common, but like now this day and age where a lot of, yeah, entrepreneurs and online stuff, you know, it's all, and even Instagram, Facebook, all those elements that people build in Photoshop and through Lightroom and all that kind of stuff are all elements that are used in, uh, from graphic design. So it, it kind of would have been a perfect thing because maybe coming out of school, it wouldn't have been as popular, but it's certainly popular now that I would have had a good, you know, 10 years of graphic design under my belt kind of thing. So yeah, that's probably what I would have done. I still would have went and mm-hmm. I would have done that. And then I still could have transitioned to painting and all that kind of stuff <laughs> later. But even having a graphic design degree as my day job would have been something that I would have been, you know, really just happy about. So when you think now about everything you've done throughout your career, you know, you're not, you're not even that far out of retiring because you retired, what, 2016? 2016, yeah. So you're, you know, a year and a half out basically from retirement. What has that trans- transition been like? And what advice would you give to anyone else out there who has to make that transition? Because that's actually funny. Like, you, you, ran track, you ran track a long time. Like, because I ran for... 16 to make the Olympics, 18. So I ran 18 years. So you were like, what is that? Like 22 years? No. We st- oh, okay. You're saying a couple of we, I thought, didn't we start around the same time track? We started yeah, but, track. but you went longer than me. I retired before you. Yeah. So I'm just so, saying. So, oh, in total, yeah, yeah I guess, yeah. 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 <laughs> it was like 20, yeah, 20 something years. Yeah. Just, of just running track for... <laughs> it's a long time. Yeah, that is a lot. Like, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, like, so for you, like, what, what was your? Because I, I talk to people all the time. And it's just like, and that's why I think a lot of people become like personal trainers and they do things in a more health related phase, in a yeah. more health related, you know, career or whatever. Because it's yeah, it's that. it's such a tough, it's such a tough thing to to say because I mean, trying to tell somebody else that it's like you know, track isn't going to be the end all, you know, it's going to end one day. Mm -hmm. And I know for us, I don't even know how it started for us, but we had, we knew that at one point it's going to end and you have to start thinking about, I remember it was an article. You have to start thinking about life after track kind of thing, life after track is done. And I mean, I started thinking about that from, from time, like, you know, when, I knew that I was pretty much going to be done. I knew I was going to have, I had a whole bunch of skills that I enjoyed doing. I had, um, I had photography, I had videography, I had, um, painting, I had graphic design, you know, and none of those elements were, um, you know, health and fitness related, which is what my degree was in that. Yeah. I could have gone the personal training route, but personal training for me, I just, I didn't want that. That didn't interest me. Like, yeah, I could have done that. And I could have, I'm sure, you know, had a very successful career doing that because it's like, okay, you know, everybody wants to be trained by Olympian or whatever. And just the whole marketing tactics and the fact that we knew how to train people, we knew how to train ourselves. We knew how to train people properly and do it efficiently. And, but that wasn't what was going to make me happy. And I think for me, my main thing has always been to do, to do what you love, period. 
Like I even got that tattooed on my, on my forearm mm-hmm. that actually got that tattooed my last year in track right. because I knew that, okay, this is my last year. And I just need to remind myself all the time that anything I do, I need to love what I'm doing. And if I'm not loving it, then to just, I then to not do it plain and simple, you know, um, coming, you know, I was very fortunate when I retired to get picked up by, you know, Altus, the same group that I trained at and do the photography and videography stuff, which is something that I, you know, I love doing. Mm. And it was awesome to be able to build, you know, and just create content for basically like two years because I started doing some of that stuff with you when you were still there and to just build content for two years, then look back at it and be like, Holy crap. Like I made a lot of stuff. I created a lot of stuff. So I think that is the, is the biggest thing. Like if I, if, okay, if I would go back to my last few years of, of track, I think I would have started creating a bunch of stuff even earlier. Mm -hmm. Like I was vlogging, I was doing all that stuff, but, that was still for me. That wasn't necessarily for, you know, um, building a portfolio of stuff. One thing that I could have done was take pictures while I was traveling, take lots of like video stuff, like all that stuff can be used for years. Forever. to come. Kind of yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I actually had a conversation with one of my old teammates because she asked me, you know, about cam- like people are always asking me about cameras and stuff and what camera do I get? And I was telling her all these cameras to get. And she's like, yeah, I, I, uh, I'm going to start taking pictures and stuff, you know, this year and, you know, just start kind of, you know, branching out as a, as a photographer and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's good. Like you, you've, you have a day job in a sense by, because you're a pro athlete, you're getting your expenses paid for. Okay. So now use that opportunity to, start working on something else like use that and start building your name for something else you know i don't know you know in this day and age all all it's funny because a lot of the athletes now are starting to build their personal brand so athletes who have been on the same teams as us you know they got you know 30,000 20,000 followers on on Instagram, which is crazy. But now what are you going to do to use that kind of thing? Well, see, people, this is the thing. This are people coming on there just because they want to see your athletic side of stuff and then that's it? So when you yes. start posting things, then they leave yes. and they're like, okay, hey, I don't want to see any of this stuff. And that's that, the hard part. And that is what I think makes it hard for people to leave the athletic side is because people don't want to see – when you post a picture of something else and you see your likes drop off, Yeah, like for you, there had to have been a period where – if you posted a track and field picture, you'd probably get way more likes than posting your art. Like it just catches people. Like I, I don't. Like, I would assume yeah. that's how it was. Yeah. And I feel like it's kind of like that same thing with like a girl, where it's like there are girls who they have something they want to do and promote, but they get way more likes when they post a picture of themselves half naked. Yeah. So, well, that yeah, and that was what it was like when I was vlogging because I posted a video of like me painting, kind of in the studio side of things. That didn't get anything. Mm-hmm. Like, but people flock to any of the training elements and stuff yeah. like that like but that was that that was the issue with with um like what was i known for kind of thing i was yeah. known as a professional athlete i was known as a sprinter i was known as you know traveling the world running against bolt and all these guys and getting medals and all that kind of stuff i wasn't known as an artist yet and and it's now just starting to kind of catch on that's like okay he can paint he's an artist 
And now people are realizing, okay, this is what I'm known for. I'm still, I was still an athlete. I'm still, you know, but this is what I'm known for, yeah. you know? Yeah. So there is a, there is a transition period. Mm-hmm. And that, and that's the part that about that, that sucks because it's like, even when I realize, okay, I have to curate my social media to not put any more athlete stuff on there and put on painting stuff that I, I basically ended up just taking a, a bunch of stuff off and you, you're, you're basically starting all over again. You're going to lose people who came there for a certain thing, mm-hmm. but if track is done and it's dead, then what are you going to do? You have to, you have to shift. You have to still try and utilize what you do have mm-hmm. and, and push it towards, you know, something new. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I think that's important. Cause I, I noticed that even now with my Instagram, like, the followers I get now are people who actually do want to hear what I have to say. Mm-hmm. And it, it's not just people coming for any specific thing that it's like, not really isn't not, and it's not really what I do. And I, and I, I, I think that's so important. Like you have to be able to almost stick out that pain of starting over. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's right. That. And just like you said, nobody, they don't want, nobody wants to do that. Yeah. So you just hold on to, and that was my thing. I didn't want to, I didn't want to like, yeah, I could have kept running, so, but I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to continue doing it just, just because it was all I had when that's not what the fact I, I wanted to end on a relatively high note. You know, I bust my, my Achilles. So that's kind of, and I did everything that I could to try and make the Olympic team. But, you know, looking at my entire career before that, you know, I had medals, I had went to teams, like, you know, had contracts, all that kind of stuff. And I wanted to end there. I didn't want to keep going for another five years and just slowly start dwindling that like, it just, it doesn't make sense. So, you know, Cut your losses, man. Quit, quit, quit yeah. while you're ahead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of a lot of athletes, I think, hold on too long, man. No more people need to take more notes from Barry Sanders, man. <laughs> he's they a good example, yeah. He just disappear, and, and now because now he's a legend now. Like, yeah. you were pissed when he did it, but now, like, I was I was actually watching on Twitter a couple weeks ago. He was trending. Like, someone started posting some of his he's best. Been, he's been in commercials and stuff. Yeah. Or not from that. Like, he's well, been resurfacing. Yeah, yeah, he's been, yeah. yeah. Something about it is that, because I think people are starting to, because I think people here in Detroit were just really pissed when he left. But I think they're starting to get over that now. And, yeah. You know, like how great this guy was. But, um, so, okay, one thing I do want to ask them is, like, and I think this is big for a lot of people, because we, we talked about, okay, doing what you love and how important that is to you and stuff. But, I think people get to a position where they have something they want to do, but they can't withstand the heat that they're going to get from everybody when they do that thing. So how do you stand in there and take those punches? Through? Like, like, like what? Like, give me an example. Well, just, well, just like doing art. Like, okay, you want to do art, but everyone knows the saying like, Oh, artists don't make money. Artists, da, 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 da. And how do you stand in there and do something that, Typically, most people won't do because they've bought into what society has says you said you can and can't do. And this, yeah. and I think it goes like this for pretty much everything in entrepreneurship. You know, people can't see the success until they can count the dollars. Yeah. Oh man, that dude. <laughs> like. Yeah, it's one of those things I that... Keep this in mind. I guess it's kind of like this. It's like there's someone out there who they are good at art, but they're not going to do it because they're like, well, I have this job and like this makes money. Like I'm, I'm safe. Gonna, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. safe. How am I going to make money with my art? Like I don't really see a clear path to yeah. 
revenue. Like, and even people say that to me at Cole sometimes, like, well, how do you guys plan to make money? So it's like, because you can't see how <laughs> we're going to do it. Yeah. That doesn't mean it can't be done. It's just that yeah. you can't see it. You know? Yeah. I, I mean, I mean, yeah. And that's the thing. People, people like the instant gratification. And it's like, if, if there is something, okay, for instance, for me and, and my art, I, I didn't just jump into it and say, okay, I'm going to be an artist and this is what I'm going to do. And that's it. Like I have bills to play, pay, I have kids to feed, I have, you know, roof to keep over the head kind of thing. So I, I can't just jump into, I couldn't just jump into doing it straight. And that's why I think the best route to do that is to basically just overlap. Like you have to have your day job. If you do have your day job and you have the thing that you really enjoy doing, you have to use those two things together. And this is where it is hard because people can't do this and people don't want to do this because it's difficult and it requires no sleep. It requires you getting up in the morning. It requires cutting off, you know, Facebook and YouTube and TV and all that kind of stuff to do what you have to do. Like, okay. So for instance, for me, as I said, I retired, I, I, uh, I I was lucky to get a day job. I started my art school that, that year, basically. So I'm in art school. I'm still having my, my, uh, expenses and stuff covered the second year. I guess it went through, I finished art school. I still was on the tail end of, of my day job, but still I'm just stacking, putting money, as much money away as I can. I was still trying to pay for art school, still trying to do expenses. But in the meantime, I'm continuing to build my craft. Like, I don't know how many years it's been that, you know, I don't watch a lot of TV like at all like the time that I do watch TV is is with my wife and that's like our time to kind of just watch a show or whatever mm-hmm. but I don't watch TV I don't you know I the, the thing that I always getting made fun of is movies because I don't see movies I don't go out well, and see movies. I, I feel like that's partially because of having kids like because I, yeah. I used to knew what was going on I used to know what was going on as soon as Ivy was born man my movie game just went just yeah, but but I mean, it, and I and I take it from you because it's like we have a few movies that we just always watch, and it's because it's kind of like background noise. Like you yeah. know it, you don't have to pay attention to it. Mm-hmm. But we could easily say like, "Hey, we're gonna go out and watch a movie or whatever." But it, it's just the time, like you, there's there's sacrifices that have to be made to to get to what you want to do, and you know, it's cutting out a lot of stuff that can be cut out. It's waking up early in the mornings it's either going to sleep you know late at night it's like you know it's doing those things that people i think that's the hardest for people to do is is sacrifice those things you know so it's it's during that period that you have to continue to like build and work on your craft and all that and people will will say and have their comments but you know that you're you're working on it and then it comes to the point where, okay, then you kind of drop your day job because you're making enough money from that fact. And, and I mean, people are always going to say stuff, you know, the more haters you got, the better, because you're doing something right. You're doing something that nobody else that they want to do, but they don't have the guts to either do it. They don't have the patience to do it. They don't have the focus to do it. You know, you know, that's what they talk about in the war of art. Uh, they say that um, people, 
people get mad when they see someone living to their full potential because it makes them wonder why they're not doing the same. Yeah. So like the only really thing to do is to that crab in the bucket mentality and to try and pull you, pull you down into the bucket. Yeah. Um, and I, I, another interesting thing, uh, when I was talking, when I was interviewing, uh, Megan Lucan, which was like the second episode, she, uh, was talking about, it's like sacrifice. She's, she, she had an interesting perspective on it. She said she doesn't even see these things as a sacrifice because she's getting so much more in the end. And I think that's really cool because that's that 10 year mindset when you're approaching mm-hmm. something long-term, it's not even a sacrifice, like, because you are getting something so great. And what people don't understand or connect with success is they see people who are successful, but they don't understand how long it took them to get there. Like, yeah. look at Gary Vee. Exactly. That's what Gary Vee says. Yeah, you see LeBron James in the end. You see Beyonce in the end. You don't see all of what they, they did, you know, beforehand. And that's a fact about it. It's like, okay, yeah, you started collab. I'm starting this art thing. It's guaranteed that you're not going to make money in the first two years. You're not going to make anything. You're building you're building to that point. So when you look at today, what you've done today is what you've done in the last, you know, two, three years. That's, that's all the work that's got you to, to like, y- y- nobody sees any of that, but they just assume it's like, okay, well, you know, like, I, yeah, I, I don't know, man. Like it just, you know, it, it, it is sacrificing, but it's, it's, it's always keeping in mind your long-term goal. And, and it's getting rid of the instant gratification, basically. Like, you always have to keep in mind, like, where am I going to be 10 years from now? You know, and you have those goals set. This is how much I want to make. This, and you do, and you basically work backwards. And you do everything you need to do to kind of break it all down and get to that point. But having a short-term mind frame and saying, okay, well, I got to do this and I can do this to make this money now. In the long run, it may not be the best thing for you or your business kind of thing. Uh, I was actually, um, I don't know, if, I don't remember if you, no, I think you do listen to this one. Remember, remember the, the insider podcast I told you about? Um, oh, how I did it. When I say not insider. How, yeah, it was, it was success. That's yeah, how I did it. Yeah, yeah. So they just had Damon John on, mm-hmm. on the Shark Tank. And it was, it was crazy. I never even thought about this. He was saying how he started FUBU like back in like 88, 89. It didn't even get popular until like 96, really? 97. Yeah. yeah. And he stopped and started a bunch of times. Like he'd run out of money and he'd stop and just be like, okay, I ran out of money. And uh, started he, back up. And then, yeah, he started back up and he got some more money and then he closed down, started back up. And then eventually, obviously, it just started to trickle. And then eventually, you know, he hooked up with L Cool J and stuff and it, and it blew up. But um, it was just interesting because I never even thought about the fact that, you know, this guy started this thing way before anyone even knew about it. Yeah. Like just years and years of that, of that behind the scenes grind, man. Um, Okay, so the, the other thing I think that you do extremely well that I think anybody listening, it doesn't matter whether you apply this to being an athlete or you apply this to things you want to do in other areas of your life, your ability to learn things on the fly. Mm-hmm. Just speak <laughs> on that. Like how, like, and it's, it's honestly amazing. Like, and, I, and I, I think, you know, everybody has like gifts and things that they're given or whatever. Like, and for you, I think your ability to just pick stuff up and teach it to yourself like graphic design and all these things like, like art, I guess you, you can say now you went to art school, but all these other things that you learned, these are like tangible skill sets you've built with Photoshop, video editing. Um, and you really just taught yourself web, website design. You taught yourself how to do all these things. Uh, how, did, how did you do that? Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, you. I think it's it's one of those things that you have to adapt. Basically, like you have to, um, if there is something that you need and you don't have money to pay for it, then what are your other options to learn it? And I think that's where you and I did best was because our skills complemented each other. Like, okay, you know, you could do this, I could do that. And, and it just worked like, um, but for me to learn the things that I, I, uh, I wanted to learn, I had to just buckle down, double down on the skills and the interests that I had and, and go and learn it. There's so many there's so many courses, online programs, like, and even more this day and age than back when I started learning myself how to do things like that you can, you know, take and learn how to do, you can learn how to do anything. You want to run a podcast, you can learn how to set up your podcast. Mm-hmm. You want to learn how to, but this, this, the problem with it is, is that, okay, people can learn all day, but the problem is that, you know, taking action is mm-hmm. the is the the hardest thing and i and i've even done that myself like i want to start a podcast but you know and i know how to do it i know how to do i have the equipment to do things you know but yeah why, yeah, why haven't you started a podcast it's, it's just one of those things that's like taking action again like there's so many things that i want to do but i realize that starting a podcast is one of the most beneficial things that anybody can do because you know and you're doing video as well but people can listen to the audio at any point in time, you know, you could multitask and, 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 you know, do whatever, but I've taken courses on how to, how to do a podcast, how to, oh man, you know, create videos, how to run programs, how to, but it's just, it's because I have the interest in that. And I mean, it's one of those things over time that you do, you can't just cram it all in. If I look at the last, you know, 15 years of things that I've learned how to do, like I, I'm, I'm just constantly learning. I think that's something that everybody should be doing. If there's one thing that you want to um, learn more of, you know, just go all in on it. Become known as the Photoshop editor person and just start dashing out content. That's what I did with video. Like I just, I learned how to use Adobe Premiere. I learned how to use my camera. I took a course on all that kind of stuff, and then I just create a content over and over and over and over and over again until you become good at it until you become like, you know, and, and, and I, yeah. And I'll help those out there for the people, for everyone listening. One thing I'll say that's really important to understand is that you don't even have to master this stuff. Cause like for me, I can edit videos. You don't. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, and I'm no, I'm not nearly as good as Justin. I'm not a master in it, but you know what? If I need to put something together just for myself, yeah, like I need do to put it. something on social media or whatever, yeah. I can do it. And the, the, the podcast, for, like, I know that uh, I could get, you know, a, probably a sound engineer who could probably do it way better and all that stuff and yeah uh, yeah make everything better, the quality of everything we do better. But at the end of the day, I can edit it good enough to get it out there, to get started, to get it moving and, and going forward. You don't have to master it all, but you do need some tangible skills that someone will pay you money for. Like, you that's, the, that's a good way to get things rolling, get yourself started, and then you can branch out into you know, other areas and do other things. But, um, I think you definitely got to build those, that, that skill set to start off. Yeah. I, I like a quote by Casey Neistat. Um, 
And he said, never let perfect be the enemy of good enough. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's just a good example with like the video stuff that you do. It's like, it doesn't, it, it doesn't have to be perfect. Perfect is everybody's always trying to make it, you know, the best that it could possibly, but the best thing to do is just to start somewhere. And whether you start by putting out your first YouTube video and it's horrible, as long as the content is valuable, you can look back at it two years from now and be like, Oh man, like I, I put out some horrible stuff, but you know, where did you come from? If I look at my first vlogs that I put out, they were horrible. Mm -hmm. They were horrible. Mm -hmm. They were long. They were like, and like, they were just horrible. They were bad. They had a a kind of story to it. Like I could have cut some things out, but that's the whole point of developing the skills and practicing and not necessarily being good at, you know, what it is that I enjoyed editing and all that. So I dove into it and I learned more about it, you know? So my last year of vlogging was like, yeah, it was like a production. Like this is like edited, you know, all, and I was doing that all myself. But if there's one thing that it's like you want to to learn more about, you have to dive in on it and spend all your time developing that, especially with this day and age where social media is kind of getting crowded. Like, you, what are you going to do to stand out ab- among the crowd kind of thing? Like, you have to be a master at it. You have to biz dev basically and go out and, you know, contact people. Re- like, there's so many things that could take six to seven hours a day of you doing that people don't do because it's hard and you know i don't know you just have to dive in and just and just never stop learning there we go uh, and i i uh just because you were talking about ideas it, it brought to mind i don't remember the exact quote but les brown has a speech where he talks about this and he says if you go to any graveyard you'll see just basically tons of ideas buried with people and it's so true. It's like you, you, people, the amount of people that have come to me throughout my, my time as an entrepreneur with, I want to start a podcast. I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to create an app. I want to da, 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 da. And there's all these ideas of things people want to do. And then you check back with, with them later. And it's like, they, you know, they haven't done anything with it. Man. And, and, and like, and I, I would say on my end too, the flip side of that is I can, I've tended to take too much action and not finish and stick things through. So there's also a flip side of that. And people yeah. tend to kind of fit on, of one end of the spectrum or the other. So, but, but because you've done it and you started it, you, you've learned from that. Like you've learned from what it was that, you know, caused you to stop or whatever that. And, and that's the thing about, it's like, you, you won't know unless you, unless you do like, you know, people are afraid to, to start because of fear of failure or fear of whatever. And that's one thing that, I mean, you do well is how many things have you started that you have failed at, but those were all lessons for a, for a bigger thing. Those are all lessons for something else. The thing that you may do, like how we thought, you know, Cover Brown was going to be the thing that may not be the thing that you do today, mm-hmm. but the lessons that you learned from, from doing that, from diving into it, from just jumping in to start a business, to start a podcast, to start a YouTube channel, to start public speaking, like it, it branches out into other, that's the one thing that, that killed it for us was doing all that was huge for public speaking. And well, even well, just talking about, about anything like, you know, and on top of that, I, I always say this and I, I think I got it from, Oh, you know what I got it from? Uh, the book, um, I have it right here. Uh, Start something that matters. The the book on Tom's, 
Did you, did mm-hmm. you oh yeah yeah did you read it no no, no. Read it. okay so there's a part there's a guy in it he he said i've gotten more opportunities from failing than i have from not trying and it's mm-hmm. so true you can start a podcast fail and tell someone hey i started the podcast it didn't work but no, I did it, and this is what happened. And blah, blah, blah. Never, yeah, never mind the connection that you would get from yeah. starting a podcast. Yeah. Like, yeah, <laughs> but but it's it's the action and it's the fact that when you're doing all these things, like like Justin was saying, like you're learning like so many different lessons. So, but that's what I want you to do, man. To wrap up, what's you know one piece of advice you'd give to just the creative people out there, and, and really, I think everybody has some creative in them. But to people who are like that deep down inside, you know, whether they're an athlete or not, doesn't even matter. But that that creative part of them is in there. They, but they had it hidden for a while. What do you say to that person? Uh, I think the main thing, and I've I've said it before, and this has always been my main thing, is just to number one, um, to do what you love. Like it, it it comes down to that. You can't be miserable doing working. Uh, a day job you can't be miserable you know getting up in the morning and um you know saying you got to go to work you have to you have to do something that you love and enjoy doing hands down um when it comes to the creative side and i mean even for me creating can be like i'm doing multiple elements that are creative like whether i take a a photo or I'm creating a video or I'm creating a piece of art or, um, I'm, I'm writing. That's, that's creative. I'm, you know, right. Like there's so many creative elements that you have to figure out what, what works for you and what do you essentially want to be known for? Like, and then to just double down on, on that one thing. And just like, I, I have a calendar that I use that um, I want, I say to myself to just paint, create, create something every single day. And, um, and I just take a red marker and I just create. So whether it's just, you know, it could be anything, but the main point is to just do something every single day. And you can look back at day one, 365 days later, and be like, okay, I've improved a lot. I've done a, a lot that, you know, one, goes towards my portfolio and that I can start being known for. Um, when it comes to the people, the haters and the people who say, you can't do this and you can't do that, that, you know, as easy as it is to say, you know, to ignore them, that's that's the best thing. Like, you, you can't they don't know you. They don't know your story. They don't know your path, what you've been through. They don't know where you're going. They don't know what you've done. They don't know where you've been like, you know, and maybe they do, maybe it's a parent and we're fortunate enough to have parents that, you know, said we, you know, we could do whatever we want to do, but maybe it is a parent that says you can't do that. Like you, you're not going to make any money with that. Then you have to, you have to show them otherwise you have, but maybe you have a day job and you're doing this stuff on, on the side. You have to take that focus, that determination to cut out some of the YouTube videos, to cut out some of the partying with your friends, to cut out some of the whatever going out all the time to just save money. And in the long run, it will be beneficial. I like, I like what I think we've said, we say to each other every once in a while, um, 
I think you always say to me, whenever I say to you, can I have an idea that I want to do or whatever? And I work on like my own personal stuff. And, you know, I have ideas, big ideas that I want to do. Mm. And you said, I can't, you usually say to me like, okay, well, you focus on this bigger thing. You focus on collapse or whatever. So you can do that, that simple thing that you love to do for the rest of your life kind of thing. Like if I'm, I love painting. If, if there was anything that I would do, that would be the same thing that I would do every single day. Mm-hmm. But just doing that alone isn't going to get me, you know, you know, millions of dollars and make me, you know, I have to think bigger than that. I have to develop uh, something else that's going to help tons of people and do that and work on that so that I can paint every day for the rest of my life kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, Gary V says, you want to, you want to, uh, basically eat eat bleep now so you can eat caviar for the rest of your life yeah, kind yeah, of like sometimes you have to do what you like so later you can do what you love yeah you know, yeah and it's like and, and even like it, just, you, know, you might love going on vacations and, and going to beaches and stuff like that it's like well you got to put in the work early on to be able yeah. to do more of, of those things that you love later but yo man yeah. brother man how how can people reach you how can they get connected with you what are the best ways uh, everything's Justin Warner, uh, Instagram, Justin Warner, Twitter, Justin Warner. That's probably the best way to kind of, I like interacting on there, engaging, having conversations on there. Instagram, I'm just starting to post my stuff again, get on a consistent schedule with my art, my website, um, justinwarner.com. That's getting up and going, but I know in the next, I know in the next couple of years, couple, sorry, a couple of weeks that things are going to be um, really pumping out. I'm starting to get my YouTube channel back up again. Like there's just a lot of things that I want to do. Podcasts, um, just big plans, man. Big plans. There we go. Well, by the time, by the time this actually goes out, it should be a couple of weeks. So that means put some pressure on him. I think yeah. by the time you're hearing this, the website should be good. Yeah. So definitely uh, on, right. check it out. Follow him on social and, um, if, if you guys, as always, if you have any injury questions, make sure you go to the App Store, download Co. And also, make sure you check out Athletic Courage. Tons of good information for athletes there. And if, that, if there's nothing good for you, pass it on to a friend. Um, either of those things would be good resources for, for any athlete out there. Uh, but we're going to have Justin on next time. We're going to be just, man, we're, we're, we are barely even getting into it. We just talked a little bit about art. We can dig into that a little bit more. We still got to talk about is is an Olympic experience, man. The guy got a medal taken away. The Olymp- There's so much more to get into, so you're going to want to tune in to Justin's next episodes coming up. So until next time, you guys. Peace.